1: So, last night my my wife and I were watching some of the news programs to see what happened during the day, and and the story about what happened at the Supreme Court, you know, the leak began to come out, and my first reaction is, the demons from hell are going to riot. This
0: is Truth to Ponder
1: with Bob Bierman. Now, in many ways, that story caught me a little bit by surprise. But what really has caught my attention is the other stories that swirl around it. Now, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this particular issue. I'm going to give you some very strong feelings that I have about this particular issue of abortion in this world today. And and I will let you understand where I come from and why. What really has surprised me is is the reaction that so many people have had like it's the end of the world the world is going to come to an end because we cannot kill babies in the womb any longer and people are wailing and gnashing of teeth and having protest and and they're upset and they're screaming they're angry, they have rage what does the bible say Why why do the heathen rage it fits and I'm just gonna—I'm not going to get too deep into it. There's plenty of other commentary out there that will guide you on the news side of the issue. Number one, it is a big deal that something actually leaked out of the Supreme Court, a place where there has generally been virtually no leaks since the founding of this nation. This—this is, this is not a small item. This is huge. This tells me that our republic is in grave danger moving forward. Where the enemy, and I'm going to call people that are pro-abortion an enemy. They're killers, and they don't understand it. They're reprobates, they can't see it. They have put themselves in a position with an almighty God that is very tenuous. And they are so angry over this one issue more than anything else. You could talk a number of other more life-changing issues for someone on a day-to-day point and they won't get as mad as the inability to kill children in the womb. It is an obsession for over 50 years. A half-century, millions upon millions upon millions have been slaughtered. And for those that Talk about racial issues. It has been predominantly in racial, you know, in minority communities where many of these abortion clinics are located. Seems that minority children are the ones that are sacrificed more than others. Maybe there's an agenda there that needs to be explored. but, But leaking something out of the Supreme Court, honestly... And like I say, I I have to produce this program a little bit earlier in the day than you hear it. And so by the time I, I finish this program and get it out for distribution, there may be a few new headlines that I've missed. So kind of bear with me on what I want to share and what I want to say. This issue has been divisive for over 50 years. And and so many things that are misinformation. Yeah, we use that term a lot in this in this day and age. Oh, it's just a blob of tissue. It's not alive. It's nothing. That was the lie that was around in the nineteen seventies, nineteen eighties, and honestly, up until the latter part of the nineteen eighties, it's an issue that I never really paid attention to. It wasn't in your face. It wasn't really a big deal for most people. It got mentioned got mentioned in the 1980s, but it, it was not a front-line news story for the most part, especially in the 1970s when I was starting a family. I mean, it wasn't something that was on anybody's top of mind. But as we got through the 1980s and into the 1990s, you know, so starting really in the 1980s, the pro-life movement began to, to take hold. And it's been an amazing metamorphosis to watch for me with religious institutions. I call them that because some of these places that call themselves churches are not Christian at all. They're Christian in name only. They're phonies. They're fakes. They're frauds. They preach another gospel. There's no life in them that have gone pro choice pro-abortion you've got a and and it's it's evil I mean it just shows the the depths of depravity that we as a people have gone here in the United States but I see the stuff that is going on in in the world now I can look back to the 1960s and the hippie generation of that time was probably more sane more able to, well, to have some rational thought than the same age bracket is today. I'm serious. And, and it's not because there's something wrong with the younger people of today. It's the educational institutions. It's the indoctrination. It's the environment. It's the lack of real family in many cases that have been destroying these young people. And they are the product of their racing, their environment, and their teaching. So I'm not throwing off on them as I'm trying to point out what has been done to them. And it's sad. But this abortion issue is going to be fascinating over the days ahead to watch it play out. Number one, the Supreme Court is going to have to deal with a leaker. And as many have pointed out, and I would probably t- – even though I'm not an attorney, I would tend to agree from what I've learned that breaking that sacrosanct sankro- that environment and leaking an unfinished opinion and, – and remember, this dates back to February. This is not even a completed opinion – That wouldn't be coming out till June or July there could be a lot of modifications before it comes out there could be other modifications that have been done that we have not seen we're not supposed to have seen it's a work in progress but somebody at the Supreme Court and I don't know who it is at least at, at the time I'm producing this program is it a clerk? is it an employee? is it an associate justice? I don't know but somebody has has done something to cause what I think is going to be permanent damage to the highest court in the United States. It, it is now permanently tainted and damaged. And you have to wonder what the motivation was. Well, I don't have to wonder. I know what the motivation was. Somebody in that law office, somebody in one of those offices inside that Supreme Court justice building got a hold of this and how they got it out, took it home with them and found a way to get it to Politico in Washington DC to be released. And it's obvious there, there's politics involved because you got primary elections starting in states like Ohio and others right now. today they're voting. And those tallies will be out tonight, hopefully. Other primaries coming very soon. This, I believe, is an effort to sway opinion, to put fear into the court. I mean, there's going to be trouble. There's going to be nothing but trouble because of this. The hordes of hell do not like having their ability to kill children taken away from them. Now, Now, the truth of the matter is for all practical purposes, abortion will still be generally legal in the United States, not everywhere, but in extremely blue states run by literally people that worship Satan. And I say that, they may not even know they do, but they've rejected God and they've aligned themselves with the enemy of God, the enemy of the cross. That's where their alignment is. No matter how much they say, I'm a good church-going Catholic or whatever they call themselves, or Episcopalian, or Methodist, Presbyterian. The reprobates are running wild in those churches. By the way, I guess it was uh, this past weekend. On, on it was it was on Sunday, the first of May. And, and I've been kind of watching this on the sidelines. I'm not going to get into it now, but I, I happen to notice that I think the Global Methodist Church or Alliance came together or started on the 1st of May in response to the very leftist, very anti-scriptural, very unchristian direction that the leadership of the United Methodist Church has taken. And how this division is going to play out is anybody's guess. And and I and I, I see that church body, you know, splitting and, and it's gonna be amazing to see which churches stay in the apostate that's what I call them now, the apostate group. I'm reading a letter that was written to a bishop, you know, this female bishop if there is such a thing, but they they say they there is in the Methodist Church. She's writing this letter. Greetings during this wonderful Easter season, all this you know this all this syrup just pouring out of her out of her keyboard. And then she gets right to the point. When are you resigning? When are you leaving? you know our 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 discipline and this and she's just you know going in. The guy wrote back, he said, no, I'm not leaving. You're the ones that left the faith. You're forcing us to do what we have to do. that's that's what happens in a lot of church bodies. The enemies of the cross have stolen the church leadership and the property. And they open the doors to the spirit of Antichrist to come right on in and take over. See, the best way that Satan has to fight Christianity is to come inside the church and and destroy it like a cancer from within. And that's what's been happening in many church bodies here in the United States for a long time. But getting back to this issue of abortion, you know, you have these woke, phony, fake, hell bound, spitting in the face of Jesus Christ churches celebrating abortion. They think it should be like a sacrament, it should be an ordinance of the church to kill children. They don't care about baptizing, they care about killing more than baptizing. And God's going to deal with it coming to a day of judgment really quick and and i that's why i look at this ruling and the supreme court i believe if this ruling is in fact real true and this is a working document and the vote is already there and hasn't yet been maybe changed at the last minute now we don't know this is May. These decisions don't come out till like, end of June, early July, normally. And this was the working document from February. So, you know, March and April's updates are not in there, if there were any. So we really don't know. But as a matter of law, uh, probably from what I'm reading and thinking and, and seeing in the Constitution of the United States, we forget, at times, one of the major th- points of our Constitution, and this is so forgotten, is that the powers that are not, enum- you know, that are not given to the federal government are, are, are therefore given to the states. And the federal government for over 200 and some odd years has gradually been stealing that power from the states, which is unconstitutional. But we've all come to accept it, unfortunately. Too many people don't understand that the power of the federal government was supposed to be extremely limited and for a good reason. But it isn't. It has been growing exponentially. The founding fathers of this country to see the federal government we have today would be appalled. They'd be shocked. They'd be angry. They'd be trying to write new amendments to the Constitution. And and to guarantee that the kind of stuff that has happened in the departments that have been created. You know, I'll give you one off the top of my head. The Department of Education should not exist at the federal level. These things were given to the states. The federal government has limited power. How many people remember like in old cartoons and movies? Hey, you're making it a federal offense. You know, that that, that expression had a real meaning back in its day because there were very few federal offenses. Everything else was left to the states. So it was a big deal. But now we have federal regulations and agencies that make regulation and law unconstitutionally, and we just accept it. CDC is a good example. Department of Education, Department of Homeland Security now wanting to get into deciding What is disinformation? I guess this program would be one of those things that someday could be in their their crosshairs. But the Supreme Court is now a wounded body. Somebody took it upon themselves because they are so determined to kill children in the womb, their satanic desire of a death cult, that they are willing to blow up a vital branch of the federal government to get their way. And that should frighten you and I. Not that not what the matter was about. And yes, this is an important matter. But that any type of internal deliberation would be leaked from that building for a political reason. I hope and I pray That the person responsible or persons is found out, made public, if that person is an attorney permanently disbarred from law, never to practice law anywhere because you have violated the highest court of the land and you should be banished from, from practicing law. And there's probably no remedy in law for this individual, except to embarrass them. Of course, if they want to work for some leftist organization, they're going to be hailed as a hero, and you know, paid three or four hundred thousand dollars a year because they're going to be they're going to be made a hero for what they did for the cause of democracy. By the way, I get so sick of listening to Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. Our democracy, Joe Biden, our democracy. Obviously, they failed high school because we're not a democracy. We are a Republican. There is a huge difference. And if you don't understand that, the simplest explanation, a democracy are two wolves and a sheep having a discussion and a debate and a vote on what we're going to have for lunch. The most vulnerable are never protected in a, in a pure democracy. And that's what the Democrats want. They want a pure democracy. They want to be able to yield power and take away rights of those that disagree with them. Their rights are not to be protected. That's why this entire thing with the Department of Homeland Security, Department of You know, the Ministry of Truth is what they call it, Orwellian. I mean, it's what it is right before our very eyes. Our nation is in a a turmoil. Our churches in this country are a mess. Too many of them are worthless, ineffective, worrying more about property, buildings, and budgets than they are about people's souls, eternity, and caring for one another. Many of the formerly shall I say, recognized and viable mainline churches have now become woke disasters and servants of the Antichrist. And if they all shut down tomorrow permanently, it wouldn't hurt anything. I'm serious. This this infection of some of those churches, the pro-abortion churches, would, would not... It would would just serve the cause of Christ better if they disappeared. But our Supreme Court compromised. The protest will be out there. And it's going to rage. The heathen are going to rage. The hordes of hell are going to be stampeding and screaming. There's going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth among, among that group. And And they have the audacity to say, we must protect health care. That's the kind of garbage I expect from the World Economic Forum. That's the kind of garbage I expect from the global elitist. That wants you to look at things like the Georgia Guidestones that say the world can only sustain 500 million people. That means 90-some-odd percent of the population of the Earth have got to go. And trust me, there are people out there in leadership that truly believe it. On a global scale, we need to get rid of people. Because people are destroying the planet. The Earth-worshipping, baby-killing crowd. They, right now, are in the driver's seat here in the United States. Now, while I hope and I pray and it could be possible that maybe this year's election can give us some kind of a reprieve, I don't put my hope, I just don't put my hope in it. I keep reminding you of what the Bible says. Do not put your trust or hope in princes and the sons of men. In other words, don't trust politicians to fix everything. You need to put your hope into things eternal. And that's really the point of my my rant and rave. We 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 may see, like I say, they're going to make a big deal that oh, abortions now going to be illegal and we got to do something about it and you know, we got to protest, burn down the buildings, we got to, you know, kill people, we got to do whatever it takes to get to get our way. And the the fight's about to get really vicious. A viciousness I don't think we've ever seen before in our nation's history. That's just my opinion. That we're going to find this is going to be one of the most divisive issues that's going to bring out the Antifa-type protest before it's all over. And this during the time that we have primaries for races for the House of Representatives, the United States Senate, governorships, and other local offices and state house offices across the nation. And I really, really think that they, the hordes that, that came up with this idea of leaking it out, thought that this would enrage Americans and, and stifle the inevitable uh, tide of the Democrats. I'm praying that it doesn't. I'm praying that it has the actual opposite effect, and it very may 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 ma- ma- actually have that negative effect. But here's my point: I've been voting for 50 years trying to fix it, and I've had many presidents and congressmen and senators and others that said, "I can fix this, governors. I will take care of this. We will have you know this. We will have that. We will have the other." And, you know, you get a little short season, maybe, where things get a little better, maybe. But even among conservatives, let's be honest, you know, Ronald Reagan was a a good overall conservative president in the minds of many. And I think to myself, yeah, I remember that time I voted for him twice. But, you know, on the life issue, he gave it lip service, but he never showed up to the events only one president, in my memory, conservative president ever showed up for a pro-life event and that was Donald Trump. Go figure. You know, that's why I don't trust anything. The, the system is a two-party rigged system and and I think our, we many people that are going to run around and get elected today and you know, or move their self up the ladder a little bit in their primary. They may have a runoff. Many of those that are claiming to be the great conservative to bring back, you know, this, that, and the other, and, you know, to bring make America just a wonderful hunky dory place again are just a bunch of liars. And they're gonna they're gonna disappoint you. They're really gonna disappoint you. And if you don't see that coming, you need to. No, really, you need to see that one coming. Because it is. And we make it a little respite. But we're heading for a day of destiny, and I think a lot of people don't understand that. What do I I mean by a day of destiny? If you're looking to the election to fix it, you're looking in the wrong place. Now, does that mean I'm not going to vote? Of course not. Of course I'm going to vote. And I'm going to try as best as humanly possible to find that candidate or candidate's that come as close to the things that I hold dear and believe and that are righteous and good. And yeah, it is going to be in many cases choosing between the lesser of two evils, unfortunately. The days of a true statesman are over, dead, and gone. And they're not coming back. No, they're not coming back. The day of the statesman is over. We live in the age of the, of the marketed politician. Oh, I know a few people. They're the rarity that, that really mean well. You know, they're, they're the Mr. Smith goes to Washington. And I also have known many good people in my lifetime that when they finally got to that office that they struggled so hard to get to became compromised themselves. The uh, the allure of Washington, D.C. is pretty hard to get around. Little side note. Back in the, I guess it was early 1990s, I was working for a Christian college in Georgia, Toccoa Falls College, not far from where we are in Georgia right now. And we were applying to to build a a new radio station. And we got into a comparative hearing where there were two of us applying for the same frequency. And the reason that I actually got into the application process on this particular frequency, uh, it was non-commercial, it was not a commercial station. I I saw the application and I'm reading it. You know, this is before it was online. This I used to subscribe to some things to get copies of things made that happened at the FCC. And I happen to know of the individual that was applying and something that he was saying in his application just did not ring true. You know, even among so-called Christian organizations, sometimes people will, shall we say, be loose with the truth, thinking that this is all for God's glory, of course. And I read some things in that application, claims that were being made, things that they said they had done that I knew that they probably hadn't. And just just on a, you know, on a whim and a fancy, I got in my car and I made a long trip over to another community and spent a day talking with people that were allegedly spoken to that had already committed to making sure this project would work. And they were all for it, and they never heard of the guy. Another that was a guy. The guy lied on an application for a non-commercial radio station, and so with that, I decided to cross-file a competing application, and it was going to be going to a comparative hearing, and I had to fly to Washington D.C. for this hearing and deposition kind of stuff going on. And got up there, and, and the law firm put me up in this really nice hotel in in Crystal City. And they had a driver pick me up in a limousine the next morning. And I'm not used to this kind of stuff. And I understood for the first time, commuting into Washington, D.C. that morning, coming out of a five-star hotel, I can understand how somebody could lose their values and become a limousine liberal, as they called it back in the day. It suddenly made sense. And you realize that for money and power and position, you'll compromise a lot of your value system if you're not careful. And many do, and many have and many over the years to come will continue to do the same. Learned a lot in that trip. Opened my eyes to what Washington, D.C. really is. And we're talking almost 40 years ago. Or at least 30 some odd years ago. It was bad then, it's worse now. And it's never going to get better. When you have a primary in your state when the election comes up in November, know that all you are doing is being salt in life. Salt and light. Sorry, salt and light. Salt is a preservative. That's what they understood in ancient times. And light, of course, well, evil hates light. It rather dwell in the darkness. The problem is in our nation today that light is diminishing. We as Christians being the light of the world, we're bringing the light of the world, holding up our light, keeping it out from under a bushel basket. There are few there are fewer by percentage today compared to the overall population of people that are true believers in Jesus Christ. We are definitely in the minority. Even churches that call themselves Christians are not. They're fake, phony frauds, and they believe and celebrate sin. They don't celebrate the cross of Christ. They celebrate sin. And so our ability of being salt is being diminished. Our light is going out as there is too much darkness to try to illuminate with the light that we have. You know, I can remember this old song years ago. I'm not going to play it. I don't have it in front of me, but I'm sure I could find it. Hold out your light, you heaven-bound soldiers. Let your light shine around the world. We're still called to do that. And in the face of what is happening in our nation, all this wonderful talk about, we're going to fix it in November, Bob. You just watch and say... We're going to get the House and we're going to get the Senate. It was all going to be good again. We might even get Trump back. Do not look for your hope, your salvation, your in in princes, you know, politicians and the sons of men. Look to an almighty God. Yeah, of course you have to vote. It's, it's, it's your responsibility. You know, render under Caesar the things that are Caesar, but render under, under God what belongs to God. And that's a problem, even in the conservative movement. A lot of people are failing to render nothing more than lip service to God. Now, I spent a lot of time talking about this Supreme Court, uh, our, our weak churches. When I come back, I've got a couple of other stories. I'm going to change direction and, and just give you a warning of some of the things yet to come. You know, this the terrible things done in the name of the pandemic, they're still around. And just because they're, they've been moved quietly to the back burner so we can deal with other important issues like Ukraine. <laughs> in other words, keep you keep your eyes away from what's really going on. We need to look at those stories, and then we need to learn how to begin to prepare for the world in which we are entering. Now, I want to just take a moment to thank all of you that support this radio ministry, that have faithfully kept us on the air. And and I don't know how to be, thank you. I mean, you have done just you humble me when I began this program way back in 2020. I didn't know of the program would last 30 days, 60 days, or 90. I knew that I could cover the airtime bill because of a very generous gift from a friend that wanted to do his part to launch this program. And it's gone through some changes over the time period that we've been on. But by the time the 90 days ran ran out the you that are listening, had bought in just enough support to keep us on the air. And as time went on, we were able to add a little bit more, like KVOH out of Los Angeles. Now, thankfully, I'm beginning to hear from people listening to KVOH, and I was getting very concerned because it it is probably one of the more expensive hours that we buy monday through friday and as a result i have to be very careful with the funds that i have and so just know that uh, if you want the honest truth kvoh just the listeners do not cover the expense there and it's been something that i have to really think about and pray about so just so you know we are now on nine four five five kilohertz. That's a new frequency added at WRMI. And I know it takes about ninety days to really begin to hear from anybody. And this is already beginning to, shall we say, bear fruit. I am beginning to hear from listeners to nine four five five kilohertz. And what I and that particular frequency, this was the project I was involved with over over part of the winter was to get a good signal into the west coast of the United States. And we've got the best airtime possible, in in my opinion, for that frequency. 9 p.m. Pacific time. A 9455. What does that mean? It's going to be, a you can hear it pretty much year-round. From Washington State all the way down into Mexico. And it can even be heard up in Alaska. It covers basically the Rocky Mountains and westward. It covers Hawaii, too, surprisingly well, and at times makes it into Australia, New Zealand, Thailand, and and so I'm I'm really, really happy about the coverage. We're also on, and I wish we had, we're, we're looking, we're trying to find ways to get better coverage, not just in the United States, but into Canada. Canada's been an area where there's been a lot of growth and support This radio ministry, both as an on-air and even as a podcast, and and I have some stories about Canada that I'll be sharing in the next segment. Would you consider helping us stay on the air? You know, I I really think sometimes, and I'm I'm not trying to because I've always been cautious about this. I'm always sensitive. You know, I I never want to say, like, if you don't give us support, we're going to go off the air. I just don't want to do that. I also don't want to give you, you know, fake emotional ties to think you have to. But if you can, whether it's a small monthly gift or large or a one-time, it doesn't matter. In God's economy, it all adds up. If you can make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, mailing address, truth to Ponder. 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 5753 Highway 85 North. Number 3248. That's number 3248. The city is Crestview. Crestview, Florida. Crestview is one word. Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is 32536. That is is three
0: two five.
1: Three, six, and we will be right back.
0: This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. Exaggerating the Messiah. Coming up. Shalom alechem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get in love in a moment. Now the Quran of Islam is filled with historical errors. But one of the most amazing errors or statements in the Quran is this. It's a statement directed at believers in Yeshua Jesus. It says this, O people of the Scripture, do not exaggerate in your religion, the Messiah. Jesus, son of Mary. What's this it saying? It's saying, Don't exaggerate the Messiah. Don't exaggerate the Messiah. Don't how can you exaggerate the Messiah? The Quran calls Yeshua Jesus the Messiah. But doesn't understand what the Messiah is. The Messiah is the one who reconciles man to God. The Messiah is the one who becomes a light to the nations. The Messiah is the one who brings peace, first spiritually and then physically to the world, who will make the lion and the calf laid down together, who will usher in the kingdom and the reign upon the throne of David of God's kingdom. Don't exaggerate this. He's the one who saves us from hell. Messiah is the one who redeems us for everlasting joy. Don't exaggerate it. How can you? If there's one thing you can't exaggerate, it's the Messiah. He's too great. And so you, people of Scripture, followers of the Anointed One, the Messiah, don't stop lifting up the Lord. You can't speak enough about Him. You can't praise Him enough. You can't rejoice enough about Him. You can't lift Him up enough. Don't worry about exaggerating the Messiah. You couldn't if you wanted to. He's just too great. He's the Messiah. And what more Ask for the secret of Islam. Now, hidden for 2,000 years, now revealed the awesome, unprecedented mystery of the temple doors. And Sapphire is guaranteed to help you become strong and victorious in God. How do you get these free gifts? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 for your free gifts. You will be blessed, but call now. It's one 800 S H U A one Now, I invite you to join me in bringing salvation back to the ancient people of the bible the jewish people and all people throughout the earth imagine you could blanket the earth with the gospel of messiah and touch the lost well it's amazing you can it's the farthest way you can ever touch the world for the gospel how to be part just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 you'll find out it's y-e-s-h-u-a-1 and you can write me direct here's how it's write to the nice jewish boy box 1111 Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's a nice Jewish boy. It's box 1111. It's Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, until next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, yeah, exaggerate the Messiah. <laughs> phrase the Messiah. Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah. Or howlam, the light of the world. is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman
1: And welcome back to part two of our Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I am your host, Bob Bierman I'm so glad, so glad how many of you do take the time to listen to this program. Now, on a personal note, just a couple of things that I want to share. Uh, tomorrow on Wednesday... Uh, I need to actually travel to a community not far from here, uh, Toccoa, Georgia. Now, those that have listened to this program know that I may have been born in New York, but I, I have spent the bulk of my life in, in this part of the world, in Georgia, South Carolina, and then a number of years as well in Florida. Well, I have some extended family still living in Toccoa, Georgia, and, and I found out yesterday that one of those family members, who's not all that old, um, sadly passed away. And it was a unusual health issue. I really don't want to get into it. The individual was in his 30s. So it, it is very devastating to the mother and, and other family members. So uh, I'm glad that we are actually here right now so I can spend some time with that, that part of my family. And so keep me in your prayers as I head tomorrow to uh, Tacoa, Georgia and uh, with family. Wasn't exactly how I planned on spending time with, with my extended family. I'd hope to see them over the next you know month or so while we're up here, but not this way. Now I want to get back to the news of the day and and a couple of stories that um that are really disturbing they're really they're really disturbing to me how we keep perpetuating a lie and and I'm going to I'm getting into the pandemic stuff right now and I know that that you know the the current ownership of Twitter cuz you know Elon Musk is not there yet that's going to be like eh, after the election They would still call what I'm about to say. This has got to be disinformation because it doesn't fit our propaganda that you're supposed to be buying hook, line, and sinker. Let's be honest. What have the vaccines accomplished? What has the lockdowns and face coverings ever accomplished? What did shutting down businesses and destroying lives and livelihoods accomplish in the face of this pandemic? Well, any legitimate study has a has a pretty simple answer. It didn't do anything, as a guy named Alex Alex Berenson says it quite well. He's a New York Times reporter. He and I would probably disagree on a lot of stuff, but he's he's totally accurate in his assessment, just based on the graphs, the facts, you know, just simple factual information, that the vaccines are a total and dangerous failure. Total failure. They never did what they claimed they could do. I mean, I could spend the next hour playing you audio cuts of politicians over the last year, over a year talking about get the vaccine and you'll be COVID proof. Take off your face mask. You won't need it because you won't get it or spread it because you have been vaccinated and we all know the vaccines are like 95% effective and there's no, no such thing. I mean, we're, we're finding out there's some phony numbers in in the Pfizer application. That's the only way I can describe it. You know, the documents that they wanted to hide for the next 75 or 76 years because they didn't want you to know that this stuff is a joke. This stuff is a disaster. This stuff could be deadly to a lot of people. And it doesn't stop you from getting or spreading COVID. So, why do we want to have forever boosters? Now, up in Canada, the Toronto Star newspaper. And... And I'm looking at this headline in the Toronto Star. If an unvaccinated person catches it from someone who is vaccinated, boo-hoo, too bad. You know. I have no empathy for the willfully unvaccinated. Let them die. I honestly don't care if they die from COVID. Not one bit. Unvaccinated people should not be allowed into the hospital or the ICU for any reason even non-COVID. The divide over the vaxxed and the unvaxxed in Canada, it's, it's also in many states in the United States, especially blue states, where the phony, false, and fake lies of propaganda are just beating people up. Somebody pointed out something the other day to me, and it's so true. Nazi Germany did not begin with gas chambers. Not at all. They never began with gas chambers. They never started with open warfare and blitzkriegs. They started by dividing people and groups one against the other. One that is clean, one that is unclean. Sound familiar? Like lepers. Get near a leper. You'll die of leprosy. If you're a leper back in the days when when our Lord Jesus Christ walked the face of the earth, you had to keep a huge social distance. You had to stay among yourselves. You couldn't come to the communities where the clean people lived. And if you saw people coming, you had to shout Unclean. Unclean. If these reprobates in Canada, including the ultimate reprobate, the man-child, world economic forum protege, Justin, I speak French, Trudeau too. We would be declaring ourselves in Canada if you are unvaccinated. Unvaxxed! Unvaxxed! You know, they have hyped it up dishonestly, and it is dishonest. We know the vaccines don't work. We know the vaccines are killing people at a rate unprecedented of any other vaccine in the world. We know young people will probably die of the vaccine and never from COVID by comparison. But they want more and more and more. Also, no jab would mean no job for Air Canada employees. And we have that nonsense here. It's still not over. The only reason here in the United States that there is a little bit of COVID freedom going on, it's an election year. Democrats know that they're heading basically for a bloodbath in November at the rate things are going. People are not believing the lie that all this inflation is because of a great economy. <laughs> what nonsense. Joe Biden didn't create any jobs. These are jobs that are just beginning to come back from the ones shut down, especially in blue states, by the pandemic. There are no new jobs. These are old jobs that were put on hold. And so we have this divide with covid still alive and well because the propaganda apparatus has been very effective and and people don't think for themselves anymore they just react school school unions and districts are still fighting to put face diapers on children even though there's not one shred of evidence that says they do anything except cause more harm than good But they demand. You know, we got to get our kids out of these reprobate institutions run by Satan. That's what I'm calling the public schools from now on. They're they're the campus of Satan. They're the first church of Satan. Public schools, not all, but most. You find out even in small-town America, these woke administrators are worming their way into the schools. And as time goes by, those wonderful teachers that I remember from high school, they're long gone and dead. And they're being replaced and have been systematically replaced for the past 50 years by those that would rather teach critical race theory, being, you know, if you're white, you you, you have to be evil. Those that are more worried about a child's gender and sexuality in kindergarten than they are about their ability to play with blocks or something or learn how to spell their name. I mean, you got kids that are too young to spell their name, but they're supposed to be able to understand their human sexuality. This is insane. But then again, this is the satanic reprobate mind at work. And we must worship the earth. Gaia worship is what it is, and I, I remember the first Earth Day. We did, i think that just came and went not long ago. I—I I, I don't even pay much attention to it anymore. Nineteen seventy, you know, fifty-two years ago, Earth Day, and we were told because of all of the evil of mankind, we're going to freeze to death by the nineteen nineties. It's all over. It's going to be snowing in Miami. It's going to be darkness and clouds. It's going to be like Cleveland (laughs) and and Rochester, New York. Lots of clouds everywhere and lots of snow. No crops will be frozen in the field. We're going to die. Didn't happen, did it? So they just kind of looked and noticed it was getting warmer. Hey, man-made global warming. Our industrial society, our SUVs, our air conditioning, our food processing plants, our herds of cattle are destroying the environment. And so we must limit population. You know, I'd be suspicious of a man like a Bill Gates and I got to find the quote. I, I have it somewhere. I have the audio where he talks about how we can control population through <laughs> women's health care and vaccination. Well, women's health care means abortion vaccination. Well, how many people can we kill today? You realize that these people want us to eat synthetic fake meat now they're going to get the kobe beef for themselves but you know because they were we, we can have a few cows we can have a few uh hogs and pigs and a few chickens and what have you for the elite you know the ones that run the world and the rest of us can exist on a diet of synthetically manufactured <laughs> phony meat uh, the five hundred thousand uh, or five hundred million of us that they allow to live on this planet because, you know, the Earth can't hold any more. Uh, I guess if we have any more children, we're gonna just, you know, bounce out of orbit from all the weight of all these kids. We need to abort more. That's what they're saying. This division, this hatred, this diminishing of life. I've watched it in my lifetime, and it's appalling. When I started the program today, I talked about the abortion issue, and it's one that's close to my heart as I've gotten older because I recognize something. In 1954, 1954, there was a young gal who was spending time with her brother out in California. And she met a guy who was serving at the 29 Palms Marine Base. And they got to meet, and they started to date, and they, well, she fell in love with him. And she ended up getting pregnant. And her brother was not really happy about that. And never liked the guy that much to have him as a brother-in-law. But he was okay uh, in in other ways. And so he put his sister, his young sister, on a train back to her home on the East Coast. Where she ended up back at her father's house. Her mother had died years before. And she made a friend. Her name was Lee. Who happened to wander up. She was sitting on like the front porch of their house in Brooklyn, New York. And ended up moving in and took good care of her. And in October of 1954, she had a son. And in December, had that son baptized at the insistence of this newfound friend. That young child is me. I was placed for adoption about a year later. Now, I was adopted into a family where they had already adopted another young infant and then later another young sister. We're all, all different family backgrounds. But we, in, had abortion been legal in, 19, in 1954, not 1974, I wouldn't be here. That would have been the easy way out. Trust me, because I have actually met the, the woman that gave birth to me. And I'm thankful that I'm alive. I'm thankful for the gift of life that I've been given. And I am mortified at those that think it's the right to kill a child in the womb. This is murder. And the federal government never should have been involved to begin with. You're going to see a real delineation in the states that do and the states that don't if this Supreme Court ruling ends up being what it is. We are living in a time of the greatest division that I have ever seen in my life. So what is your plan going forward? We're not going to fix it. All we're going to do is slow our demise. Our day as a nation will come to an end as we know it. We need to start building in that direction, and that's what a lot of this program and the in the days ahead is going to address. Now, do you believe in the work that we do here at Truth to Ponder? If you do, and you want to help us stay on the radio, would you consider mailing a check made payable to Ancient Word Radio? That's Ancient Word Radio. The mailing address is Truth to Ponder 5753. Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's 5753. Highway 85 North, number 3248. By the way, that 3248 is a secure box. And just so you know, this is a special service, you know, for securing your mail when you're traveling. We, we had to make this decision to do this for a while. The city is Crestview. One word, Crestview, Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is 32536. That's 32536. If you go to our website, truth2ponder.com, You can also find other ways to support us from the website and I would appreciate it very, very much. If you're listening on shortwave, listening on a podcast, let me know. Send me an email directly. Bob at truth, the number two ponder.com. Bob at truth, the number two ponder.com until tomorrow. May God richly bless you.
0: This has been truth to ponder with Bob Beerman to find out more.